2: Welcome to the Road to Wire Prospect Podcast, sponsored by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. I'm Clay Link here with lead prospect writer James Anderson. James, you threw out a question on Twitter looking for mailbag questions, essentially, and so that's what we're going to spend the bulk of the time doing. But I want to talk a little bit about the first week of action for Nick Senzel. It's been uh, it's been fun to watch, and we've seen a guy like Vlad Jr. kind of scuffle to begin his major league career. Great to see Nick Senzel Hit the ground running yesterday notwithstanding uh, Mike fires I don't I don't want to get into it, but it is good to see Senzel hitting and back atop the lineup today
3: yeah, that's uh pretty cool. he was flashing the opposite field power. Uh, how's he looked in center field to you?
2: good is the very first game he made a nice running catch just looks not out of place at all He's nothing spectacular yet really, but uh, making all the plays he should.
3: Do you think he's the – is he like a top 100 overall player for your rest of the season?
2: I would think so. Now, we talked about his speed. The only complication is that the Reds just haven't been running at all, and it seems like definitely a team-wide philosophy with David Bell at the helm. But I think he'll uh, still run, probably chip in 10 to 13 bags or so, and that along with everything else he's capable of providing makes him, yeah, about – I'd say probably 75 to 100 range.
3: Yeah, I would agree. And the fact that he's hitting atop top of the order, I mean, he could he could approach 80, 85 runs if he stays there all season. And I, I'm with you. I think that that's the right range on the steals. I mean, the home runs already off to a quicker pace than I thought he would be. I, I think I predicted he'd hit around 18 when we talked about it last week. Uh, well on pace to to get there, and yeah, I think I think you're right. I think he's a top 100 guy rest of the way. Let's just hope he he stays healthy uh, for for the rest of the season. That's something he's struggled with, obviously, in, in past seasons. So uh, mm-hmm. that's that's really the only thing at this point. I don't think anyone's too worried about the skills.
2: Yeah, I think he's you know he should have one more homer than he already has too because Kevin Pilar made a crazy wall scaling catch to rob him. Of one so yeah, I'm excited. The Great American Ballpark helps a lot, but just having a guy come up and not struggle right away is just something as a Reds fan. I'm not not really used to seeing since Joey Votto. But uh, yeah, it seems like Peraza's maybe getting squeezed out of playing time right now because Dietrich has been swinging it pretty well overall. So you know, we talked about Peraza being a potential drop for a while, and unfortunately, I think it is probably time to cut your losses there. Uh, anything else that's really caught your eye Nate Lowe any thoughts about him in his first week?
3: I haven't seen a ton of him um you know Michael Chavis has been awesome. It's been very hit or miss if you if you spend big on uh the top 5 or 6 prospects that have come up, you know not not guys like Vlad Jr but guys who were available in the free agent pool. It's been pretty hit or miss, but Chavis has obviously been a, a big hit. If you went out and got him, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't see any way that he's going down at this point. I mean, he's just—he's already been worth a win over a replacement level player in just 17 games for the Red Sox.
2: Yeah, that's that's a big one. I think he could be a big needle mover this year. I, I do want to talk about Vlad for a second before we get into some of these questions from from people on Twitter. It seems like from what I've I've watched with Vlad Jr., it's he's getting the rookie treatment. He really is. He's getting borderline calls going in the pitcher's favor and then he has to expand the zone a little bit. I'm not worried at all, but it is a situation where he's just you know, he's gotta expand his zone because he's fallen behind in counts.
3: Yeah, I would be very aggressive with trade offers right now. I know most people aren't gonna sell this low on him in, in redraft leagues, but I would I would come with a a substantial offer, and really make someone think think about it because i'm I'm just not worried at all about him,
2: yeah, it seems like every pitch that's you know just an inch off the plate, not quite an inch even, but getting called a strike against Vlad, and so he's pressing a little bit, but he'll be just fine uh let's get into some of these questions you threw out on Twitter, just you know let us know what prospect related questions you have, and got a lot of them here, so let's just dive right in. First of all, from our own DJ Trainer wants to know what needs to happen for Matt Dice to get the call up to the, the Angels. What do you think?
3: Well, they've got basically two dead roster spots occupied by Albert Pujols and Justin Bohr So far this season, Boer's been worth negative .3 wins, and Pujols has been washed up for a couple of years now. So it's just really kind of when do they decide to – get a real player in there playing first base and uh you know Boar's got a minor league option they could just dfa him too uh they should just pay the rest of Pujols's contract and, and clear that 25-man roster spot I doubt Artie Moreno's gonna do that but it's it's probably a matter of weeks not months before uh Theis gets a shot as as their first baseman he's walking more and he's striking out at triple-a still not really getting to that power and that's sort of been a thing with him and his uh you know other other hitters that have come from virginia just getting to that power has been been tricky but you know who knows with the new baseball maybe he gets up and and the big league coaching staff gives him a a tweak or something like that and and he could get to double digit homer power but it's just really you you look at this angels team and the the boar and pool holes Given those guys' plate appearances at this point, it just seems like a waste to me.
2: Yeah, who knows though if management and ownership will kind of let it let it go with with Albert Pujols. Obviously, it's a sunk cost, but sunk costs in Major League Baseball, you know, it's a situation where a lot of owners, a lot of teams, unwilling to accept the facts of the matter. But I do think eventually they will have to pull that plug, probably this year now Dan wants to know is Kiboom Carter Keboom's debut actionable in any way would you move him with uh, four friend Mill race in a dynasty league Keboom I'm, I'm going to take the L on that's uh, the situation where you know, prospect optimism going wrong and spent a lot on him in the online championship wish I could have that 200 plus back but uh, is Keboom's long term outlook dinged in any way
3: uh, I think that I was wrong to move him up inside my top twenty after his hot start at Triple A. I think I probably had it. I had it right before the season that he was kind of a more of a in the thirty to forty range as a prospect. And there was a really scary stat that I saw uh, Max Freeze at Freeze Stats tweet out. Uh, Kibum was zero for twenty with eight Ks against fastballs in the big leagues which is not good at all obviously and i think it's just a cautionary tale of looking at three weeks worth of triple a stats partic- particularly in this hitting environment and assuming that that player is anywhere close to to that good i mean i think key still a, a good prospect he's not a elite prospect uh I would trade him for Fran Mel Reyes. I think Fran Mel Reyes is an absolute monster. I think he's going to be a 35 homer guy in the big leagues for the foreseeable future. And, you know, once, especially once the DH comes to the National League, the Padres are going to have a pretty interesting dilemma when that does happen because I think Josh Naylor profiles perfectly as a DH for them too. But, uh, just having, an, having that extra spot where you can get him in the lineup without his defense hurting you too much I think is going to lead to even more playing time for him in future seasons. And, yeah, I just I don't know. There's nothing that worries me really about Fran Mel Reyes, whereas Keyboom, you know, he could be better than that. Uh, but it's it's certainly not a lock. Uh, question for you, though, would be, so you, you spend all that money for him in, in the online championship, are you just cutting your losses immediately? Do you stash him with hopes that he eventually displaces Brian Dozier? Like, what's the what's the move in 12-team leagues, and what's the move in 15-team leagues, do you think?
2: Well, I just said that major league teams are stupid to not recognize the sunk cost. I'm going to have to do that with Carter Keeboom. It's a 12-team or the online championship, so that makes it easier. I'll, I'll cut my losses. i try to add a starting pitcher at 15s. It's a little harder, but... Uh, not a must hold for me. I, I think you'd probably just cut bait because if you wait a week to do it, you're just kind of you're costing yourself a week to speculate on a guy. So um, even in 15s, I'm probably leaning toward cutting.
3: I think that's I think that's pretty good advice. And it, you know, someone might just scoop him right back up the next week for uh, a low bid, but I don't think you can really worry about that. It's you know, there were encouraging quotes from from the Nationals where they were like i think David martinez told him hey you're gonna be back up soon and you'll be up for good soon uh i believe that to an extent but soon could mean like three months from now mm. so um i think if you're in a in a 12 teamer i think you're right immediate cut 15 teamer if you see something you like i wouldn't hesitate to have him be the corresponding drop
2: what makes it easier, I think, too, is just how deep the middle infield is in, in 12 teamers. You know, I, it seems like every 12 teamer I'm in, I just have too many capable middle infield guys already.
3: Well, and Howie Kendrick is another um, sort of part of this puzzle to me. I mean, he's off to an amazing start this season. He's, uh, I think, you know, X stats loves him and, and all that stuff. So that's another just body that is going to probably require plate appearances over the next couple months Mm
2: -hmm. yeah and friend Reyes, i'm with you i have no real concerns about him whatsoever he got off that slow start but he was crushing the ball he just ran into a lot of bad luck now his luck has turned and he's he's got like 11 homers or something yeah he's he's,
3: and he's uh let's see he's 11th in ex-woba and i mean his home runs he's one of my favorite power hitters to just go back and watch the highlights of their home runs because he just gets everything and it just goes, yeah. goes
2: forever. When I see on Twitter that he hit a homer, the first move is to go to the MLB app, right? try to see the highlight. Uh, now what about this from Dan is Patrick Sandoval interesting to you? I don't know anything about Patrick Sandoval. So what do you think? James?
3: Sandoval was a pitching prospect that the angels got back from the Astros for Mal- Martin Maldonado last year, uh, he was promoted to triple a last week low 90s fastball he's got three quality secondary pitches the delivery to me it, it looks pretty relievery like I, I i think a lot of scouts probably still peg him as a reliever long term but i think what we've seen at least so far this season is that he's been able to make that work like the command is is a little bit better than than you would think by just watching him pitch and i i mean i think he could be a a number three starter and you know he's one call away from being at the highest level Uh, i don't think he's quite a top 200 prospect for me but on the next update uh i mean actually i probably already have him in like the top 250 but uh, you know i think he's a borderline top 200 prospect uh upside of a mid-rotation guy the strikeouts maybe oversell the stuff, but he's he's fairly deceptive. Uh, so definitely definitely not just a, a blip. I mean, I think he's he's a legitimate prospect.
2: Nice. Well, before we move on, a quick note from our friends over at Prize Picks. Tired of the grind of trying to, to win on DraftKings or FanDuel, spending so much time trying to set the perfect lineup only to fall short of winning big? Well, our friends at Prize Picks have created the most simple and fast daily fantasy game. All you have to do is choose over or under correctly on a fantasy point projection to win. Uh, No competing against thousands of pros while trying to meet a salary cap. With Prize Picks. it's just you against the projections. PrizePix has new boards of selections up every day covering players from Major League Baseball, the NBA, PGA, NHL, UFC, NFL, and NCAA football, and more. They are also the first DFS site to allow you to make cross-sport entries. So you can go under on Durant while taking Tiger on the over. Prize Picks really is daily fantasy simplified. Visit rotowire.com slash prize picks to sign up now, or use promo code Wire when you download the Prize Picks app. Um, real quick, you mentioned that Patrick Sandoval showing up on your you know top four hundred on the verge of cracking the top two hundred. Let me ask you about a guy who who may be sneaking up, Josh Van Meter. <laughs> Of the Reds called up. Apparently, best friends with Nick Senzel wasn't even invited to Major League camp for spring training. the The Reds' broadcast was pointing that out, and it is pretty crazy that this guy couldn't even get a look with, you know, in big league spring training. And he goes down to AAA and just kills it. So, are you buying into what Josh Van Meter has done so far?
3: Well, the reason we're doing a, a mailbag uh, podcast is because I'm working on a. Uh pretty huge update to the top four hundred where I'm gonna be adding over fifty prospects. Van Meter's one of those prospects that I will be adding. And it's really it it's just that the production was so crazy at Triple A that you really can't ignore it. Thirty games, thirteen home runs, uh really solid strikeout rate, uh four thirty OBP. I mean, tough to overlook that type of production. Any any stole five bases. He's already stolen a base in the majors. Um I think the biggest question is just how much of a look does he get given all those guys that they already have in that, that middle infield equation. I mean, have you gotten a sense of that? Is, is he just going to be kind of on the bench for a while, or are they going to actually give him a, a legitimate shot to to see what he can do?
2: It doesn't seem like he's really in the plans to be a starter. Um, seems like he'd be a great bench guy, but at the same time, I don't know. They have – I guess they really don't have a great bench, but better than it's been in recent years. Van Meter, as a bench guy, is awesome. But he, I would think that they'd want him playing pretty regularly. So I don't know where he fits into the starting lineup, especially with Dietrich playing so well.
3: Yeah, they're they've got they've got like four second basemen yeah. on the roster right now. That's um, great. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, I know you love second basement. Proz
2: has actually been playing in the left recently, which is kind of a surprising development to me. Huh. Yeah. We'll see, man. I, I would think, you know, if Dietrich cools off, maybe there's a spot for Van Meter. And who who would think Derek Dietrich would cool off? I mean who could, I, who could possibly I don't, I don't
3: see that's gonna I don't see that happening. I mean I think I think Van Meter though uh probably gets picked up in our eighteen team stake league this week. I would I would think. Mm-hmm. Uh just based on that production, I you know, it it's this stuff sort of happens every year this time of year where there's a guy at AAA that just kind of comes out of nowhere. I mean, Framel Reyes was kind of that guy last year where mm-hmm. he wasn't on my top four hundred prospect rankings coming into the year and all of a sudden he just had this monster April and he was up in the big leagues and you know, maybe that's Van Meter this year. I think that the production was just when a guy plays that well at triple a and then he's up in the big leagues like you'd be foolish to just completely write the guy off. Um, uh, but I'm not, I'm not fully bought in. I'm just sort of interested to see if he gets enough playing time for us to really kind of see what he can do against big league pitching.
2: Yeah. Bit of guy off the bench the first few games. We'll see if he gets a start anytime soon, but, um, yeah, I think, I think he's he, getting,
3: I think he's getting his first start today. Is he Okay. Yeah.
2: That's sweet. I am optimistic that he can bring something to the table. I think he was, wasn't he tied for the minor league lead in homers? Like 13. Uh, Oh, that
3: would make sense. Yeah. Considering he hit 13, I I don't know of anyone that's got more than that. But
2: uh. I think he's tied with Jordan Alvarez. But Mm. yeah, it's pretty nuts. What about this from Cody? What do you make of Nate Pearson, his pitch arsenal? Is he a Tommy John candidate? Thoughts on his May 2nd outing?
3: Well, no, he he says – because he's been going five innings, two innings, five innings, two innings uh, in an effort to kind of manage his workload, which I think is really smart by the Blue Jays. I like that as a strategy. If you – you know, you want him to be pitching all season if possible, but you obviously can't let him pitch five innings in every single start based on the fact that he barely threw it all last year. Uh, So I I think it's a cool strategy. I mean, we've seen – you know the Astros are, have for for years have been doing this sort of piggyback thing where all of their starters get you know four innings, five innings per outing, uh, and this is kind of different than that. But um, I, I I can't recall the five two five two ever happening before. But it's very pitcher specific. I mean, it's it's because of Pearson and his workload last season. Is he a Tommy John candidate? I mean, every pitcher is a Tommy John candidate. He's probably more so of a Tommy John candidate than than most guys, just given how hard he throws. Obviously, he was up in triple digits in the fall league. He's touched 102 miles an hour already this year, uh, kind of lives in that 96, 97 range, but can dial it up there when he needs to. The changeup, to me, looks really improved. And coming into the year, the slider was, was probably his best pitch, but I think that the changeup might already be better in the slider. And, and the changeup, when you're throwing as hard as he is, it's, you know, an an average changeup can play up as plus just because the, the hitters are are trying to time that fastball. So, um, you know, that's become a really effective pitch for him. I've been impressed by the command he's shown so far this year. Uh, definite frontline upside. If everything comes together and with him, it's just, I want him to stay healthy. I want him to log a full season. He probably could finish the year at triple a, I mean, he was a, i think he's already maybe 22 uh so he could be on a fast track and yeah i think he's already well inside my top 100 he's kind of knocking on the door of the top 50 at this point
2: very interesting the co-original wants to know any interest in some of the young pitchers in the Rockies system he says he plays in a crazy deep 24 team league 45 man roster dynasty head-to-head that is pretty crazy um what do you what do you think about some of the lesser known names in the, the Rockies system?
3: Well uh that is a rare format where Rockies pitching prospects do have value with the head to head aspect and just how deep that league is. Uh you know, the the top guy by miles to me is Ryan Rollison, who they took with the twenty-two overall pick in last year's draft. Uh just a really impressive start to the year forced a promotion from low A to high A after just 3 starts he's been just as dominant since getting to high A and those are uh, pretty hitter friendly environments he's pitching in so really impressive start by Rollison. he's got a low 90s fastball uh, could end up with a plus changeup and a plus curveball uh, already has really really good control great pitchability i i if he was in a different system i think he'd be uh, easily inside my top 150 as a Coors pitching prospect, I think he's, you know, he's he's probably knocking on the door of the top 200. I mean, that's how much I like him, uh, which I almost never say about uh, Rockies pitching prospects. Uh, so he's definitely a guy that should should be owned in even shallower leagues than this one, but certainly in that one. Uh, probably the next most interesting guy in the Rockies system uh, among the pitchers is Rico Garcia. He's only five foot eleven, but has a mid nineties fastball. Uh, He's been excellent this year at Double A. You'll hear, you know, a lot of places probably have Peter Lambert, Ryan Castellini, uh, Riley Pint, uh, guys like that, ranked fairly high from a real life standpoint. Those guys, I'm not interested in really in any format. I just don't think they have the upside to gamble on the the course factor, but. Yeah, I mean, Rollison to me, is just really, really impressive. It's a shame that he's in the Rockies' system, but he might be good enough to, to overcome that.
2: Very nice. Mike wants to know about Royce Lewis. Uh, not a good start for Royce Lewis. Any any long-term concerns here?
3: No, I, I think I've been asked about Royce Lewis more than any other prospect over the past few days, and I just think it's... He's off to a rough start, but it's, it's an amazing buy-low opportunity. I would... That would be knocking on the door of his owner and uh, trying to see if he's willing to pull the plug I, I think you know most solid dynasty league owners are not going to trade a guy like Royce Lewis right now uh, he's just too talented he's got uh, too much of a track record too much pedigree I, it's possible that maybe he's working on uh, a swing Change or something like i don't exactly know why he's off to this slow start, but there's nothing that really scares me at this stage like it's not a it's not a victor Victor Mesa situation where I thought he was going to be better than he was, and I just didn't have a, enough data to to kind of uh know where the hit tool was at coming into the year whereas with lewis i'm just I'm really not worried at all uh, I know it's It sucks when you have a prospect you're really excited about and he gets off to a slow start like this. But I I feel like we're, in a week or two, we'll be talking about, oh, Lewis is hitting like 500 over the past week with three home runs, something like that. I mean, I I really think things will click for him sooner than later.
2: Very nice. Now, the notorious DAD, like some of these Twitter names, wants wants to know how much he should be panicking over Nick Prado.
3: I think it's fair to panic a little bit with Prado uh 37.7 strikeout rate that's not good uh especially for a first baseman hitting just uh buck 57 through 114 plate appearances um just not good and and I know he got off to a bit of a slow start last year I went back and looked he was much much better last year than he than he's been this year um through a month So I don't think you can just chalk it up to him being a slow starter. I think that the change in level has required some uh, adjustments that he has yet to make. Still a a top 200 prospect for the time being, but he's going to be outside my top 100 if he's not already on the next update. And in shallower leagues, if you want to cut bait, if you see someone out there that is off to a, a better start that I have ranked higher than him, I think it's it's fine to cut your losses in, in shallower leagues.
2: Well, we're going to take a break for a second and bring you a message from our sponsor, Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. America's pastime is back, the smell of the grass, the crack of the bat, and now that sensation of money burning a hole in your pocket. Just play Yahoo Daily Fantasy and find a baseball contest that's right for you. Go head-to-head against a friend or find someone online. With quick match, you'll only go up against another player of your skill level. Play for free or for cash, but the best part is There's no management fee, meaning you will keep 100% of your winnings or play in groups for a larger pot and bigger bragging rights and guaranteed prize pool contests. Every day there's a no management fee contest where we take nothing and all players have a better chance to win. For you really obsessive fans out there, you can set up a league that can span anywhere from two contests to an entire season. Yahoo Daily Fantasy is easy to play, just deposit some cash, Choose a game and get to winning. So come make a deposit and get started. Use promo code ROTO25 for $25 in free play with your first deposit. The sooner you get to playing, the sooner you can get to winning. Go to yahoo.com slash Fantasy today. You could be winning tonight. Now, James, last week we discussed Zach Gallon at length, and Christopher here makes a pretty good point, not in that Zach Gallon isn't deserving of a a spot in the big league rotation, but the fact that he's not on the 40-man you think maybe that leads to Eliza Hernandez getting the call ahead of Gallon.
3: It's it's certainly possible and Hernandez who used to be an Astros prospect, uh, Marlins popped him in the rule 5 draft a couple of years ago. He's it's not been quite as good a start as Gallon, but he's striking more guys out. He's he also has a crazy low ERA but uh, I think he's dealing with a little bit less sustainable success than Gallon. Certainly not the pitcher that Gallon is. I think if it was a spot start situation, they might go with Hernandez, especially if he lines up just with him being on the 40-man because it's obviously going to make a couple moves if you're going to select Gallon's contract. But I think if it was a thing where they just said, hey, like Trevor Richards, you got to go figure this out at at AAA or Sandy Alcantara, you're going to go pitch in the bullpen or or figure it out at AAA – if it was going to be kind of a long-term move like that, I do think Gallon would get the call. I think it's more of just the difference between a spot start situation or a long-term change. Uh, we'll, we'll probably see both of those guys, Gallen and Hernandez, in that rotation sooner than later, just given how bad Alcantara and Richards have been. Uh, Jose Urania does not have any options, so he's probably not going anywhere. Uh, he could get moved to the bullpen, I guess, at some point. But uh, those have been their three worst starting pitchers. Um I still think Gallon, like, you know, you're not going to keep him in the minors all season just because he's not on the forty man. If he's one of your best starting pitchers,
2: very nice. Now, Mike wants you to compare Jordan Groshans, Groshans, who's off to a really good start, and Nolan Gorman, who's kind of, I've heard a lot about them fast tracking him, and him maybe being the next Uber prospect.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, he, I, I don't really see what. Makes Gorman the next Uber prospect. I mean, there's a lot of guys in that range that are awesome prospects that could be the next big guy. Uh, You've
2: been seeing that too, though, right? Like people on. Well, maybe it's mostly the. I mean, St. People, Louis
3: beat people People are excited about Gorman. Yeah. Like, I mean, his dynasty owners love him, and the Cardinals love him. I mean, that's. I mean, most systems have a guy like that though, where everyone's excited. Uh, to me, it's just the the difference in the hit tool. Uh Groshans, I think, could be a, a three hundred hitter with thirty homers and ten steals. Gorman, I think, could be a 260-265 hitter with forty homers. Uh Groshans is still playing shortstop. Gorman has made strides defensively at third base. He's probably gonna stick there, but he's uh you know, Gorman is closer to ending up at first base than to playing up the middle, whereas Groshans he probably ends up at third base, but He's still playing shortstop, so I think that that puts a lot less pressure on the bat. That also kind of tells you about their athleticism. So I just think Groshans is a more fluid athlete. I think he's got a, a much better hit tool. They're both exciting prospects, top 40 prospects, but I, I prefer Groshans just by a little bit.
2: Now, I don't know if this is the same Mike, but he, uh, A. Mike also wants to know, what is Austin Riley's path to the big leagues? Uh,
3: It's kind of like the... Eliezer Hernandez thing where I I think they're going to go with Camargo as sort of the if Donaldson's day-to-day or anything like that they'll go with Camargo if Donaldson's going to be out for a couple months at some point then I think it would be Riley's turn it's just kind of when does a lengthy uh, vacancy open up for Riley I don't think he'll be up just to fill like a short-term need Uh, but he's he's on fire right now I think it's it's tough to necessarily see how it happens but it, it probably will happen at some point so i think you can start stashing him in deeper leagues for sure uh i i don't exactly know how it's going to break break down but i really don't trust donaldson's calves or his lower body at all really at this point so i think at some point we will see uh rally up in the big leagues
2: yeah he's been just knocking the cover off the ball lately now john wants you to compare and contrast the buzzy 18 year old outfield studs Christian Robinson, Julio Rodriguez, George Valera. Who has the highest floor, the highest ceiling, the shortest ETA, lowest risk? What do you think?
3: Uh, those guys are all awesome. Christian Robinson and Julio Rodriguez have the most raw power. I think you know both of those guys could end up with 70-grade raw power, and that's exciting. Robinson also combines that power with plus speed. And so I think that the power speed upside that Robinson brings to the table is just gives him the edge over those other two guys. Uh, Rodriguez, the fact that he's already playing at at low A, he's on the injured list right now, but the other two are waiting for short season leagues to open, whereas Rodriguez is already in the uh, up and up at low A. I think that means that he'll be the best bet to get to the majors the quickest. Uh, Valera, the, even though he hasn't played much at all since signing, I actually think he might have the highest floor just because I think he's probably got the best hit tool of the bunch. Uh, so i will go Robinson for ceiling, Valera for floor, Rodriguez for shortest ETA. Uh, probably probably Rodriguez for lowest risk too just because we've seen him had success against, against low-way pitching. But, um, I mean, they're all high upside guys. They're all high-floor guys relative to how young they are. Um, So you really can't go wrong with those three.
2: Derek wants you to rank these three shortstop prospects. Brian Rocchio, Freudis Nova, Marco Luciano. What do you think?
3: Uh, Well, Rocchio's not going to end up at shortstop, most likely. He's probably a second baseman, but the other two could end up at short. Uh, Luciano, I think, has the highest ceiling. He's he's the top guy. Then Rocchio. Then a bit of a drop to Nova. I mean, Nova's been kind of a slow mover like he, he's he got a lot of upside he's improved on a lot of things but he still hasn't made his full season debut we've been talking about him for a couple of years now uh, so he's further down the, the top 400 than those other guys.
2: Andrew wants to know what is the best way to go about finding value for guys like Tyler Freeman or Austin Riley?
3: Uh, you're probably not gonna find value for Tyler Freeman right now unless you're dealing with somebody else who trusts my rankings really. I mean I'm I'm a lot higher on Freeman than anywhere else I've seen. Uh so you probably gonna just told him unless like someone would have to kind of come to me about Freeman. I'm not gonna be trying to trade a guy that I'm incredibly high on and expect to get that type of value back. Whereas Austin Riley is is much more of like a, a known commodity. Like everyone knows he's a, a top thirty prospect. Everyone knows that he's knocking on the door of the big league. So I don't think he's a tough sell. To really any owner and you you should be able to get pretty fair value uh, for him, but with Freeman you probably gotta hold him for now.
2: Yeah. Uh, I kinda wanna know just generally I, I've noticed that you and Ian not really active yet on the trade front. Is is there a are you a little hesitant to trade this early in the season? Because I am. I don't really know why. But I, I feel like I wanna know more about my team before I start really making a bunch of moves.
3: We've done some stuff. I mean we we traded Otani for Scherzer. Um, we traded that was early
2: in the year. Yeah, that's right.
3: We traded, uh, Victor, Victor Mesa. For, I guess she's uh,
2: not as active Fulte. as Faulty, Yeah.
3: I, I think we're open to trades. Um, you know, we were thinking about, uh, approaching you about something but i was just like nah clay's not going to be <laughs> clay's not going to be feeling this right now um
2: but <laughs> let's use our time that.
3: in better ways um, well,
2: i mean look i i guess i just want to really think about it i don't want to shoot myself in the foot well, and i also want to you know open things up to the whole league so that there's not people going well i would have done this i would have done mm-hmm. that i would offered you this i want to field all offers then make
3: my decision there's so there's situations where i think you have to be aggressive about trading early in the season like if you <clears throat> if you went into the year with like a couple closers and end of the april comes and you don't have any closers anymore then you you are going to need to trade for a closer if you want to be competitive and saves uh, you know to me like one of the philosophies i try to use when i'm trading and this is especially true of of younger players is i try not to trade anyone where i'm not confident of the type of player they're going to be. Like if if I think there's just all kinds of outcomes and they could be really great, they could just be okay. I'd prefer to kind of hold that player until I can get a better feel before I trade them away and see them turn into something that I wasn't really expecting. Uh, And that, you know, I think that's applies sort of to your fantasy team too. Like try to let things play out to the point where you know whether you're a contender or or not in a dynasty league before you start making win now moves because sometimes guys will get off to like a uh, dynasty league team will get off to a really hot start through like five weeks think they're contending and and trade all their long-term assets uh, to try to win now and then all of a sudden the guys that were performing well uh, to start the year cool off and they're like oh crap like actually i'm sort of middle of the pack and i just traded all my young players
2: yeah i just mortgaged my future for nothing yeah yeah that's basically the spot i'm in in the I don't really, I'm in second right now, but I don't really know if I have enough to be competitive. So I kind of want to see what happens. I don't want to, you know, give away a guy like Nico Horner or Mackenzie Gore for somebody who, you know, could move the needle a little bit, but I don't know. You could probably,
3: you could probably get more than just move the needle type of guys for those two.
2: You'd think some of the offers so far are not not so much. Um that's all right though. I just I mean Horner is on the IL right now so he's not really
3: Yeah, you don't want to trade you know. I mean there's just and this kind of dovetails into Andrew's next question like what what is a good time to go all in and trade to get away a guy like Royce Lewis. Like just don't trade Royce Lewis right now. Like you you can't yeah. trade Royce Lewis right now. Uh you can't trade Nico Horner right now because uh, I think there's he's an ascending asset. Once he comes off that IL, like he's going to continue to hit and his stocks are going to continue to go up. Uh, Royce Lewis, right now, like you can't get what you could have gotten for him a month ago, but you should be able to get that in a month. So you just wait it out with him. Uh, and I think that that kind of answers the other part of Andrew's question: like when is a good time to go all in? Well, you know, if you can win your league and you can make a trade that's going to really help your chances, then I think that's a good time. But with a guy like Lewis, I'm just not trading him until he gets going at the plate.
2: Yeah. I think what you said is the reason why I've I'm hesitant to trade early on in the season in all leagues. Just I drafted this player a month ago. I don't want to sell low. You know, I'm if I drafted him, I'm optimistic that they're not going to turn it around. I'll trade him at, you know, from to fill a certain need if I have to, but Um, I really don't like selling even $0.80 on the dollar on the guy I invested in. A real quick note, uh, one more piece of business here. If you love fantasy baseball, then you need to try my new favorite app, Draft. It's daily fantasy baseball, but not like the other guys. On Draft, you play live snake drafts with other people, just like in your season-long league. Drafts last for just one night, and once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Just set it and forget it. And the best part, play for cold, hard cash and get paid out the next day. Drafts start from just one dollar, so there's a draft for everyone. I've been, you know, talked about this, but I just really like that I don't have to get every pick right. I don't have to, you know, think about ownership percentages, um, trying to find that one differentiating piece. I get different pieces than everybody because it is a draft. And you can join me on draft today, just search draft in your app store or play right from your computer on draft.com and for a limited time only all RotoWire Prospect Podcast listeners get a free entry into a real money baseball draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code RotoWire. That's right. Play a real money game for free just by using my promo code RotoWire when you make your first deposit. Search draft in your app store or go to draft.com and enter the promo code RotoWire. James, a few more questions to get to here. Barry wants to know when do you expect Jordan Alvarez and Brendan Rogers to get the call?
3: Uh the sh- short answer is like I I just don't know but the like with Alvarez I mean he's got a 217 wrc plus right now. Uh that's pretty good. Tyler White has 0 home runs still. That's that's not What's good. What's
2: Tyler White's wrc plus?
3: He's at like he's a league average hitter because he's walking like 28% of the time. Oh, good grief. But uh 0 home runs is just that's not. That's not going to get it done uh for a dh and, I mean, Tony Kemp, too. I mean, you take your pick, whichever one of those guys you want to DFA. I think something like that's got to happen here in the next few weeks, just given how crazy hot Alvarez is at the plate right now. I mean, that that's a guy that could slide into the middle of any big league lineup, I think, right now. And I just I think his time is, is very near just based on how well he's performing. With Brendan Rodgers, I mean, the Rockies, you know, I mean <sighs> – I don't know. <laughs> they 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 came into the air with two second basemen. I don't know if they want to introduce a third into the mix. And with Rogers specifically, I don't think you wanna bring him up until he's ready to have sustained success against big league pitching. Um and they just don't I don't they just have so many it's so crowded right there. Uh and the guys ahead of him the gap between like Rodgers and the guys ahead of him, it might just be negligible, whereas the gap for Alvarez and the guys ahead of him is is massive at this point. So I think Alvarez will probably be up sooner. Uh, he should be owned. I, I would own Jordan Alvarez in, in like an 18 league. <laughs> like He should be rostered literally everywhere right now. And I'm interested with Alvarez. Like in the NFBC, I mean, he wasn't drafted – in probably any main event league or any online championship league and so that means when he does get the call he'll be available via fab and i'm really excited to see what the the bidding looks like there because I, I could see people going over 50 percent of their budget on him
2: yeah wish i could have that carter Q boom yeah back.
3: i wish i wish we could have our cole tucker money back too
2: <laughs> yeah and one league it's like the series xm host league i got Tucker Kibu, <laughs> and then Nate Nate Low. So I pretty much blew my entire budget. But I thought I'd be the out on one of those guys. <laughs> not so much, but yeah, your Alvarez three ninety four eighty four eight sixty seven eight sixty seven on the slug. Homer. That's insane. I mean, that's like, I mean, I can't even do that in a video game. I mean, certainly not the show. But even if you're talking like the bigs for Xbox three sixty, I mean. These are beyond video game numbers.
3: I had somebody ask me uh, like a week ago whether Alvarez could become the number one prospect in baseball once, like, <laughs> once Vlad and uh, Tatis and guys like that graduate. And I just I said no because of of Wander Franco. Like I, I don't really see myself putting anyone ahead of Franco that's not already ahead of him. But I mean, it's not the craziest question. Like I thought it was crazy for a second, and then I was just like, "Well, I don't know. I mean, he's he might be the best hitter in the minors, and he's he's knocking on the door." So it wasn't it wasn't the craziest question I'd heard.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think. I know he's been long stashed in our 18 team stake league, but like if I wanted to try to trade for him right now, I'd probably just get laughed at. But um, I'm trying to think of what it might take to get.
3: That's the tough. That. Those are like the toughest players to. Trade for, because like the owner is just so giddy about their stash and they're yeah. so excited to reap the rewards and yeah, I
2: got this guy for zero dollars or something unless
3: you're me and you are willing to trade reese Hoskins the day he gets uh the call up uh, <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. I forgot about that How that about might have that? been worse than me dropping Bellinger I quite honest I
3: think it i mean it that trade specifically like in I mean, without a doubt, determined whether I was eating or buying. <laughs> I, I was going to be an eater if I don't trade him, and I, I mm-hmm. was a firm buyer after that trade. So
2: I remember I gave you a couple of decent starters. One was Fulton Evich, who the year after that had a great year. But yeah, it was a year early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate being a year early. But, yeah, that's that's one where, yeah, the, because the profit on a $0 ad on your Alvarez could be so huge, I don't even think I could trade for Jordan Alvarez if I wanted to. Right would now. you trade, if you
3: had, let's say you had Nate Lowe right now, would you trade him for Jordan Alvarez?
2: God, it's such like a shiny new toy, stupid mental block, but I probably would. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I can't, I mean, I don't know. I Last I can't really week, argue with that. in
2: that league, I stashed, thanks to you, you know, pointing them out. Biggio and uh, Jorge Mateo, so. I uh, got Senzel in my lineup, then just right back to the stash. I like those guys, but, man, Jordan Alvarez seems like pretty clearly the, the number one guy in the minor leagues The stash. Now, Andrew here just says in the outline, Andrew, colon, Jazz, Chisholm, talk. So what do you got, James? Uh,
3: jazz has been on a all-or-nothing approach pretty much all season at Double A and, it's been uh, working more often than not of late. He has five homers and is hitting .324 over his last ten games. Still hitting below the Mendoza line because of how rough of a start he got off to. Forty four strikeouts in twenty seven games for Jazz. He's a guy that I would be aggressively trying to buy low, though. Uh, I am not worried. This was a aggressive assignment in the first place. Like him. You know, just given the the contact issues he's had at every stop, and still had success. Like I, I knew he was going to strike out a ton at Double A. I'm just not worried about it at all. I mean, he's just so talented. Uh, eventually, things will things will slow down for him a little bit, and and he'll start to put up monster numbers.
2: Yeah, baseball is incredibly hard, and we we have to remember that these are human beings, good thing trying to perform and. Things go up and down. You never know what's in a guy's head at a certain time. But these, I think, a talent like Jazz Chisholm, very safe bet to get get it figured out. Same with Royce Lewis. Uh, and that'll do it for us. Anything else on your mind, James? That you want to just mention?
3: No, nah, man. I mean, I was at the RotoWire Steak Basketball dinner last night, and could really use a nap. I'll tell you that much.
2: <laughs> it seems to be a theme around the office today. <laughs> Uh, were you a buyer or a eater? Last I was an, night? I was an eater. Oh, I, you're I, the eater I
3: snuck huh? in as an eater.
2: Uh and I think you're like in first or second place in baseball steak too, right? Nah, don't don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna jinx you. No, that's cool, man. All right, so let's get into the next entries in the most memorably bad hip hop singles of all time. And you know, this is a group that I've defended and um <laughs> even against some Pushback from my brother, I continued to, you know, support the No Limit soldiers oh, and hey. the 504 boys, who are, of course, part of No Limit. I think it was all three of the the brothers, like Masterpiece, Silk, Sea Murder, um, maybe Mystical, maybe was in it at one point. But the 504 boys' song, Wobble, Wobble, uh, the hook goes down. Won't you wobble, wobble? Let me see you shake it, shake it. Now, won't you drop it, drop it? Ooh, take it, take it. Um,
3: I think that's a great song.
2: You like? (laughs) I I mean, it's. I probably wouldn't have put it in my
3: worst hip hop singles ever, and I'm surprised. I mean, I I think you would have been a long shot for you to include a No Limit.
2: Yeah, I mean, I included a Cash Money song, and now No Limit.
3: Yeah, I mean, nobody's safe from Clay's uh, wrath in this countdown. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's a. It's probably a better track than. Uh, the one I'm gonna submit this week. Uh,
2: yeah, it's. I'm just gonna say it's not a good song. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> this video kind of explicit.
3: Yeah, I mean it's it's a strip club song. Yeah, all right, definitely a strip. club uh, song. You know what you're getting into. Um,
2: very X-rated.
3: My entry is "Love the Way You Lie" by Eminem featuring Rihanna. Uh,
2: oh God, that's oh man, that is a just an atrocious it's catastrophic song
3: <laughs> so bad i wouldn't even register
2: because it was beyond beyond
3: that's terrible. the type of song where like if wobble wobble like came on my radio like in the car i'd probably like let it play for a minute and just kind of like be like oh that's kind of funny like yeah. and then change the channel like if if love the way you lie came on i would like dive for the uh, <laughs> next button and and risk accident at all costs to get that off the radio. Yeah.
2: that's I blanked that out of my memory, thankfully. I, I don't appreciate you bringing it back. But, um, I don't know if Andrew's still updating the playlist, but hopefully not. Um, <laughs> it's just gotten just so bad, so, so bad. But that'll do it for us this week on the Road Wire Prospect Podcast, sponsored by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. We'll talk to you all next week.
1: wherever you are across the globe access to a center is easy and affordable interested in experiencing the ee system technology for yourself go to unifiedhealing.com slash blue wire to learn more and find a center near you that's unified u-n-i-f-y-d healing.com slash blue wire no material or testimonials on the unified healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice diagnosis or treatment Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.